Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear Nasal Spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean, not just rinse, your nose. Clear Nasal Spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, get Clear today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else. This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hello, mindful listeners. Thank you so much once again for spending part of your day with us. Today, we're going to be talking about mindfulness. What a, what a topic for mindful medicine. So when you think about the mind, when I think about the mind at least, I know we all have brains, right? Um, but the mind, using the mind especially to be mindful in moments of extreme stress, and I think that we're all living that right now, is it, it's a talent. I think it takes practice. I think it takes daily um, uh, attention. And I've got somebody here that's going to help us go through <laughs> 10 ways to boost mindfulness in times of stress. Dr. Mimi Secor, welcome to the show. I'm thrilled to be here with you, Dr. Holly Lucille. <laughs> All right. Well, you can call me Holly and I'm going to call you Mimi. And All right, so you cool. are, so uh, doctor, but you are a doctor. You're a family, certified family nurse practitioner. So you got a doctor um, uh, in nursing. I did as a nurse practitioner. Yes. I'd been a nurse practitioner for 40 years and then decided at age 59 to go back and earn my doctoral degree to learn more about everything wow. that I wanted to learn more about. So it was very exciting. Well, thank you so much for being here. You obviously have so much experience and we, you know, are certainly in um, a pickle. We are in a current health crisis. We've got yeah. millions of people being affected by COVID-19 in one way or another, obviously concerned about their health, employment, um, what do we do? Do we social distance? Are we wearing masks? Um, you know, how do we connect with people? The digital thing is great, but you know, are we missing that? There's so much going on and the awareness of, of mindfulness, I think is so important. And you're going to bring us these tips and tricks to it actually is. be mindful, to help us more healthfully go through a time like this. Exactly. So the whole problem with getting so stressed is, is having that be constant, be our baseline. And that's just not healthy for us. So there are millions of different ways we can short circuit that stress. And really it all comes down to self-care. But I do have specific techniques that can be used as well. And they're easy, simple, easy things that we as humans like to do. But we do have to have a conscious oh. effort that this 24-7 news and this 24-7 distressing information needs to be pulsed. We need to really ration it for the sake of our mind. Yeah, and then and then therefore for the sake of our bodies as well. And um, I love the fact that these are going to be easy and fun because I think that's yeah. going to get people's attention right off the bat because, um, you know, what happens, I think mindfulness, it's... It, I, 
in my opinion, and I lead this mindful um, moment for a team that I, I work with, and it's just a touchstone, you know, every week. Um, actually, it's twice a week. And I, it helps me because it helps me continue to practice that mindfulness because tell me if you agree, like I feel if I am not mindful, I can get shot out of cannon in the morning because my phone has my alarm on it. I see that, oh, seven emails came through overnight and 11 texts. And then all of a sudden I'm already into somebody else's reality. Not, not where I want to center myself, not where I want to ground myself. I'm off and running. Somebody else has kind of like created my to-do list and I have left, (laughs) I have left the building. (laughs) I'm no longer available for myself because... Right. Yes. You're already starting. Right in the morning. Right. Yes. And so mindfulness. No, because it's not sustainable, as you said, this 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 twenty-four seven stressful news cycle and everything. It's just not sustainable. So okay, let's get into these tips. Okay. Ten great ways to practice mindfulness in our everyday lives. Yes. So number one is meditation. And a lot of people are turned off by that. I was turned off by that. I'm like saying to myself for years, I'm too busy. I don't have time for this. And about a year ago. It's a heavily connotative word. That's for sure. It is. It is. So my number one, mindfulness is just being present without judgment. It's just stopping the constant chatter of what's been going on in there in your past life, how you're interpreting your life, what you're thinking about in the future. You just take a pause. You hit the pause button and you're present without judgment. So in Instead of just bolting down your breakfast, stopping, turning everything off, and just being with that food. What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? It's being present. Watch a child. Children inherently are have great mindfulness. So back to meditation. I'm saying to myself, there's no way I can sit and meditate for an hour. So about a year ago, I started uh, stretching after every workout. Now, I'm, I'm definitely into health and fitness. And so I started saying to myself, look, you've got two minutes to stretch. And when you're stretching, why don't you do breathing exercises? And then maybe you're, you're learning meditation at the same time. So when I stretch, I do this. I count. Inhale, two, three. Hold, two, three. Exhale, two, three. I do that three times with every single stretch. And when you're counting, you cannot think about anything. And so that was my beginning into mindfulness, into meditation. And it's changed my life. And what I say to people that are really resistant to this is you have time to breathe. Why not automate a way of sort of working your way into meditation? And if you don't do that, you can also just sit quietly with yourself for three minutes, two minutes, one minute, and just watch your thoughts. Instead of constantly judging them, constantly being busy interpreting the thoughts, just see them, let them go. See them, let them go. Just be present with what's going on. And uh, that, I think, is the biggest uh, gift we can give ourselves. Huge gift. Uh, Yeah. Just two minutes of breathing and counting. So you're right. Fun and easy. And you're not going to have to think about anything else. And you don't even have to think about the judgment you might have about (laughs) not wanting to meditate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you've lowered your cortisol level by lowering your stress level. And your body's going to be thanking you. And then you can kind of build from there. It's the habit that matters, not the intensity. Once you get a habit established through just these short little intervals and these what I call kind of call tricks, uh, tricks to get your mind to quiet. 
And, and it's nice. I mean, I don't know how, how you, did you enjoy your breakfast this morning? Did you even notice what you ate? I mean, so often we're like reading emails, we're taking, you know, you live a busy life, Holly. And so just doing one thing at a time, stopping the constant multitasking is really important. All right, meditation. What's our next one that's fun, easy, and, and doable? Well, reading, of course. Reading, not news. Reading for pleasure. Listening to audiobooks for pleasure. And just being in that moment of that book, however you do that, will help you stop that constant you know, stress of news and emails. And it can make a huge difference. And even if you're saying to yourself, I don't have time to read a book for pleasure, read one page or listen to a little bit of an audiobook. They're giving audiobooks away for free online now with Audible. I mean, it's just, there's so many options out there. Yeah. It's funny. I'm reading a book right now and I, these, these three little orphans, they're on their journey and I miss them. Like when I'm not reading my book, Aww. I miss my characters. Yeah. Like I want to get back to see what they're, what they're up to. Exactly. And so, um, I love yeah, that. it's kind of fun because I, I get into, I, yeah, I get into, you know, you get into the story and so you can detach from, you know, the stories that are going through your head. So I love that. Yeah. And we're all taking everything too personally these days. So we need to get out of our, out of our mind. Uh, I just have finished doing, putting my debut, A New You, Transforming Your Life at Any Age book. Uh, it will be on Audible very soon. I can't announce it today, but it will be on Audible. And that's an easy way for people to read these days when they're feeling stressed and they don't want to read a book, you know, actually look at the print. It's, uh, it may feel too stressful. And Mimi, I apologize for not even telling my listeners at the top, you do have a book, Debut a New You, Transform Your Life at Any Age. I love it. All right, we'll talk more about that. So then you mentioned arts yeah. and crafts. Hey, man, get back to it. Maybe as a kid, you loved arts and crafts. Now is the time to get back into it. You can just lose your mind to the joy of these kinds of activities. Maybe you start with, I know I have crossword puzzles somewhere else and jigsaw puzzles, but it reminds me that it kind of falls into that category. Uh, did you love painting? Did you love playing with clay as a kid? I mean, there's just so much you can do now to kind of bring that joy back to your life. And, and it can reduce our stress and help our mindfulness. Right. And a lot of us, I mean, during this pandemic time, have more time on our hands than not. And it's almost like the question, are you going to use that time for good or for evil? And so yeah, um, and, and, getting into arts and crafts, well, one of the things that I did um, at the at the early onset is um, we were thinking about sort of looking and getting back into the housing market and maybe buying a house. And so uh, I came across these colored pencils that I had stuffed in the drawer somewhere. Ooh. And so we made this big um, dream board of what would be the ideal place, um, the ideal neighbors, uh, you know, you know how in dream boards you want to get as specific as possible. So we drew yeah. a little fireplace and cool. um, a yard, both back and front, uh, front porch, you know, and so it was so much fun. And now we have it hanging and we kind of can look at it and, you know, sort of manifest it, hopefully, if the time I is right that. and if that's a possibility. I love that, Holly. And that I bet you do not have any loose blowers. Uh, in that dream board. No, none of these lawn machines that drive us all crazy. <laughs> Quiet no. neighbors. What I should add is a rake. I want, I want to see more rakes out there. Yeah, <laughs> Just exactly. Get the good old fashioned workout. raking. I'll do anything for a workout. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you and me right? both. You can't go Absolutely. to the gym now anyway. 
That's right. So raking or cutting down trees or anything. I, I agree with you. We would be um, a dynamic duo out there getting some yard work done. That's for sure. Totally. And, um, you know, it just pick whatever you want to do. You don't have to do it perfectly. Just pick something and try it and see it, see how you feel. Maybe you have some magic markers in the drawer or anything. Just start um, thinking like a child and just play with it. Grab yeah. a piece of paper and play with it. Doesn't have to be perfect. You mentioned also conscious eating as something that we can do to break this stress cycle. Really important. Yeah. Next time you have a meal, any of you listeners, think about eating slowly. Think about the sensory experience. Uh, what does the food look like? I'm really into what I call visual seasoning. My food has to have perfect color balance uh, because I really eat super <laughs> clean. And the way I make it appealing is by perfect color balance. And what are the yeah. flavors? I don't like a lot of seasoning. I like to taste the flavors in my food. I don't even like dressing on my salad anymore. I just like the taste right. of the vegetables. Right. So the more you slow down, when I first started my health and fitness journey quite a number of years ago now, going on seven years, I started eating with a corn cob pick. So you could do the same thing with chopsticks oh. to slow myself down because I'd lived a career oh. of just inhaling my food as a nurse practitioner, right? Just suck it in. Yeah. And it helped me become more mindful in the process. It's really been amazing. And your, your listeners need to remember that it takes a whopping 20 minutes to even notice that you've eaten. So the slower you eat, the less calories you're going to consume as well. And it's more nice. fun. It's a it. total sensory yeah. experience. Yeah, that's great. And also see, slowly, I mean, you think about um, how important our digestive system is. You know, we used to have a school, uh, saying in school called heal the hole and it's the hole that starts yeah. at your mouth and, and runs through your body yeah. and ends at the other end. And, and when you're eating slower, uh, it gives those digestive juices and enzymes time, time to actually do what they're supposed to do instead of bombarding, uh, that system with, uh, way too much, way too fast and dyspepsia and digestive disturbances and uh, dysbiosis yeah. and all those other things happen and can lead to then further chronic diseases like autoimmune stuff and you name it. So you it's actually right. um, it's, uh, something that can, it can really go a long way if you slow down with your food and, and let, that, let everything just settle down and less food, more digestion, healthier bodies, healthier minds for sure. Right. And we talk about the gut is the second brain. It's really powerful. And your point, Holly, is so important. It's all connected, the mind, the body, the mind, the body, the spirit. So I've had to recover from decades of gulping my food as a nurse practitioner. And it has really been a learning experience to become more mindful about what I'm actually eating. I love it. My favorite guests are folks that have like, you know, have this stuff in their bones and it's not because they were educated in it or read about it or, you know, wrote a book about it. It's that they've lived it and learned and now they're able to share. Um, and so, and I completely agree with you. I, you know, it's about nourishing ourselves. You know, when I looked up diet in the dictionary, as far as like, what the heck does that word mean? It actually means as a habit, how do you nourish yourself? Like that's, if you look it up in the dictionary, that's exactly what it says, habitual nourishment. So I took that and I kind of like turned it on its head and that's changed the way I framed how I spoke to people about the way that they nourish themselves. And I think that right. slow 
um, slow that slow sort of conscious eating would be part of that. Um, so, it's all right. So then, like aromatherapy. Absolutely. I also think diet is die with a T on the end of it. I mean, I just think it's a concept of deprivation. So I always refer to eating as a, a nutritional plan, eating plan, but I tend to not use that word. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> just good. as an aside. Aromatherapy, man, I love to smell lavender before I go to sleep at night. Mm. It just calms me down. And anytime, actually, mm-hmm. I'm really nervous. I have a little bottle of it, and it's right at my bedside, on my bedside table. So if I'm really anxious, I can just breathe that. And maybe it calms me down. Maybe I take a little nap for a few minutes. It can just reverse our anxiety, aromatherapy, and rewire our yeah. mood. When you think about the smells of childhood, the smells maybe of your uh, family baking bread, your mother baking bread, maybe your father baked bread, just those childhood smells can really be very, very soothing. And it's so passive too. You know, you think about, you know, you think about like, yeah, we are moving fast and there's a lot going on. It's just such a passive, nice thing to do for yourself. Right. And it takes no time. I love that. And it Mm -mm. helps you kind of really... Uh, hone in on joy and gratitude, which is underlying all of this. The more that you can fill your heart, your body, your mind with joy, joyful experiences, even micro experiences, that's how we, we rewire ourselves away from that constant negativity and cope better with that constant barrage of negativity. Yeah. All right. So this is a funny one. You mentioned puzzles. Let me tell you something. At the start of this, I... I ordered a puzzle, like many, many people, and I just wanted a really wonderful, um, I, and it's been a long time, to be honest, since I've done a puzzle, and um, I wanted, I just was looking for like a really lovely picture of nature, and so, and I mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't grasp like 250 pieces, 500 pieces, so I just went for a thousand pieces, you know, like I, oh Lord, and this, and this picture was gorgeous, right, so it's like this, um, it had, it was definitely autumn, had all these different colors of the leaves, and then it was over um, a bay of water, and oh, Mimi, I, it it turned on me. It was so hard. <laughs> I just, I, I actually, Uh-oh. I actually, I know I, it actually backfired because I um, started to have a relationship with this puzzle and it was not healthy. Um, there was Uh-oh. some obsession because it was so hard and I got three quarters of the way through and because the colors all melded together and literally I would go through this process of sorting again. Like it's, I think today oh, I'm just going to sort into fuzzy leaves and then clear leaves because they're all the same. It was, um, it was interesting, but it was, um, it was good for me in many different ways. Taught me a lot about myself, taught me a lot about what mm-hmm. to look for in a puzzle <laughs> and stuff like yeah, that, exactly. but they are quite fun. There are a lot of defined, yeah, you need a, a pretty simple picture if you haven't done it since you were a kid if you're looking for a positive experience it's funny like who <laughs> you think about who invented puzzles so you take a beautiful picture of something you blow it up and then you cut it into a million pieces and you're like here put this back together but they are very powerful yeah and they're fun and you can do it together you know i you can do it with your with your with the folks that you have in your in your quarantine bubble or your tribe and we always did them on vacation when i was a kid and I so looked forward to it. You know, we just lay it all out on a little card table and it was just part of our vacation. It was always fun. So great. And then you all already mentioned gratitude, which is uh, the underlying thing of all of this you mentioned. It is. It is. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so I don't really have too much to add to that, except that it's very much uh, the, a concept that once you begin to notice the tiniest little thing that brings you joy and fills your heart, 
it's a very compounding effect. And then you'll start noticing more and more and more and more. Like I pulled the blinds on the window so I wouldn't be distracted by the beautiful green leaves floating in the breeze today. Mm. I'm like, don't go there. You don't want to sort of start meditating in the middle of the interview. So I pulled the blinds so I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't get too distracted. But it is that kind of almost a positive addiction when you really build on joy and build on gratitude. So the more that you can, you know, focus on what you're grateful for, you woke up, um, don't look at the emails right away and just enjoy some pleasures, some simple pleasures, the taste of that coffee. Don't just chug the coffee, taste it. You can chug the water right next to your coffee, but you know, sip it, taste it, enjoy it. And you've mentioned like consciously practicing. It's like we could go through like many, many days with just the uh, uh, and complaining. And if you if you don't take that moment and go, OK, I just just name five things that, that you're, you're grateful for today. And there's so many when you just be able to when you're able to just get into that rhythm of practicing and being conscious about it. And then it comes like then you live it and you start living it, which is the, the, it's just the sweet spot which re- really rewires your brain. That's the key. The key yeah. for uh, folks listening is it rewires your brain. And then you want more joyful experiences and you just can't get enough of those joyful experiences. And then you realize you're really shifting your negativity to a much more positive perspective, even in the context of all this stress. And then you're much more le- less likely to have anxiety and depression and all those issues that people are plagued with right now. So 10 ways that we can kind of break this stress cycle, get into mindfulness, um, beyond gratitude, positive affirmations. They build on what we've been talking about, Holly, and they are powerful. I often refer to them as mirror mantras. Like you can take a sticky note and just place a positive statement on it, write a positive statement on it. Say, I am strong. I can do this. I am beautiful just the way I am. You know, everybody's kind of grumbling about their quarantine 15. But if you begin to change your life and and choose healthy habits over unhealthy habits as a way of coping with the stress, then you're already becoming healthy. I tell people, don't worry about the weight you have to lose. Just start making more healthy choices during the day. Simple, easy choices like drink a glass of water when you wake up in the morning and then sip your coffee. Um, So those mirror mantras are really powerful. You can just take one comment, stick it on the mirror in the bathroom And look at it in the morning and even more powerful is if you say it into the mirror. I am beautiful just the way I am. I will be successful. I am a positive person. And then at the end of the day, when you're brushing your teeth, look at that mirror mantra again and and say it again. It is really powerful. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. I thought it was kind of trivial, but it is very powerful. We work with a lot of students around getting healthy and fit. And we use these mirror mantras a lot because we, especially as women, have a lot of negativity that we turn toward ourselves. In fact, we bully mm-hmm. ourselves often because we're not exactly where we want to be. There's a lot of messaging, subtle messaging out there that we pick up on and then we drive it into ourselves. So being positive and turning this around. And then <clears throat> journaling and volunteering are our last two. Let's talk about those. I love journaling. And journaling can be even verbal. It can be written. It can be verbal. It can be, you know, you can use a mm. keyboard. And I like the idea of it just being freestyle, not worrying about the perfect sentence, just freestyle. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What, what, what's coming up for you? This is a time when if you're meditating and you think of something, you can say to yourself, I'm going to put that in my journal. Okay, now I've got to, I'm going to let it go and then wait and see what else comes up. So it's actually a great place to put the thoughts that you've let sort of float through your brain during your one minute of meditation. 
<laughs> and it gives you insight. It also is very purging. You get it out and onto paper or on a, a Word document, whatever it is. Maybe you hit notes on your phone and you dictate it. I don't care how you do it, but it's very helpful and super reflective. It can give you such yeah, insight. Yeah, it helps you connect your more with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it gets I mean, that that's e- the major relationship yeah, we have. It's important yes, to get to yes, know who yes. we are. <laughs> yeah. Get in there. And then your last one, volunteering. That's probably the most powerful thing you can do these days is transfer that anxiety you have about your life and yourself and find someone to serve, find some place to serve, whether it's delivering food to elders or helping at a food bank or helping to bring some of your clothing to a domestic violence shelter. Just that kind of get out of your own mind and your own life is so powerful. Yeah. It's magic. You know, and all of these things that you mentioned, just going to review a couple of them, you know, the aromatherapy and meditation and just being, you know, just particularly like focusing on something without judgment and getting into arts and crafts again, journaling and volunteering. When you do better, right, you feel better. And then in my opinion, you're able to do better for other folks. So it's kind of like that if you work locally, and when I say locally, it's with self, right? And then yeah. you can yeah. actually, that ripple effect of, 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 of sort of just like touching folks globally. So outside is, is more powerful. And we need that more than ever. We need folks to be taking care of themselves and working with themselves and on themselves so we can continue to help each other. And we can be more loving and be more helpful to others. Absolutely. That's resilience at its best. The more the stress level rises in your life, the more self-care is critically important. You need to ramp up the self-care. And that's the ultimate pandemic self-care approach. And uh, it really comes back to, to serve the entire community. You can serve from an empty vessel, but it's not a pretty sight. We get angry. We get frustrated. We get depressed. We get anxious. Um, so meet your own needs and then go serve others better. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, I want to tell our listeners one more time about your book, Debut A New You, Transform Your Life at Any Age. Folks, it is never, ever too late. And you can know more and see more and learn more about Mimi at www.mimisecker.com. And I'm going to spell that for you. It's M-I-M-I. S-E-C-O-R.com. Mimi, I want to give you a big virtual Oh, hug and thank you so I know, much. I want to for... give you one too, Dr. Holly Lucille. <laughs> You've been awesome. We're kindred spirits for sure. Just remember to be present in your life. I so appreciate the <laughs> reminder and, and take care of yourselves. And listeners, right back at you as well. Okay. And we're going to see you next time. Thanks so much.